Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are doing our quarterback rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. That's right, it is fantasy draft season, and we are kicking off our position-by-position breakdown for 2023 fantasy football with this quarterback episode. If you have not seen our other season-long 2023 fantasy football content, we have been previewing all 32 NFL teams for fantasy purposes. So pretty much, if you watch all 32 or listen to all 32, you'll get my thoughts and opinions on every single player in the league and also learn some stats about some of the offenses and kind of how they operate as a whole and just how their touches break down. Links are in the description on YouTube if you want to check those out. But finally get to talk quarterbacks here in this episode. So I generally, when it comes to quarterbacks, break things down into tiers. I believe it helps me as a drafter to break things down into tiers. So we're going to break down 25 quarterbacks into tiers today, learn where they fall, and I'm going to have reasons why for each one of them. Um, And if you like these rankings, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, You'll be notified when new episodes drop, like our running back, wide receiver, and tight end episodes that are going to be coming out here in just a little bit. All right, so enough with the introduction. Let's go ahead and start talking quarterbacks. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so before we start ranking quarterbacks, I do want to go ahead and mention that these rankings are designed for uh, redraft, PPR scoring, 10-team fantasy leagues. If your league does something different like super flex, maybe your dynasty league, maybe your half-point PPR, which kind of elevates quarterbacks, you know, if you do something different, feel free to kind of adjust like in your mind. But a lot of these stats... And a lot of the knowledge and a lot of the tiers are going to be relevant for any type of fantasy football. But when we get down to the nitty gritty and talk about individual rankings and individual placements, that is the type of league that we are aiming for here on this episode. So tier one, the top tier of quarterbacks for the 2023 fantasy football season is Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. And I have them ranked in that order, Allen, Mahomes, Hurts. This group of quarterbacks, to me, stands head and shoulders above the rest of the position, and I don't think it's particularly close. I think they represent three of the most risk-averse picks that you could make in fantasy football this season because of the value that you're going to be getting at the quarterback position, because of the high floor that they give you, and because of the high ceiling that they give you. I just think that when you pick one of these guys – Even if you pick him early in your draft, I think that you're getting a guy who's pretty much guaranteed to return his value uh, at the end of the season. Like, I just don't see any of these guys turn out to be busts unless they get some sort of catastrophic injury. And honestly, this year, I'm more fine this year with picking a quarterback early than I would have been last year. Like, I'm okay with taking these guys in the third round. Like, I'm talking early third round, late third round, mid third round, wherever. I think you can make one of these guys your third round pick, build the rest of your roster out of that, and go from there. Let's let's kind of break down why I think these three are head and shoulders above the rest. So this group of three quarterbacks, all of them had at least seven top five weekly finishes at the QB position. So if you're talking about a 10-team league, Top five represents the top half of all starters. So pretty much if you have a top five weekly quarterback, you're gaining points on your opponent at that position pretty much no matter what, right? And so these quarterbacks were a top five quarterback seven out of 17 weeks. So you're gaining ground on your opponent like over half the or almost half the time just by having one of these guys in your starting lineup at a quarterback or at a yeah, at a quarterback position that's very volatile week to week where you can have a ceiling and floor performances, these guys hit their ceiling 
very often. Now, also, these guys didn't hit their floor very often either. None of these three quarterbacks had a week outside the top 20 quarterbacks in a week until week 18, which most fantasy leagues don't play week 18 anyway. Your fantasy league shouldn't be playing week 18 either, so just throw just throw that stat out of there. Like Week 18 does not matter, and none of them were outside the top 20 quarterbacks until that week. So none of these three, Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts, gave you a dud game until the last week of the season. That's insanely impressive. Now, this group only combined for one game under 15 fantasy points until week 18. Pretty much every other quarterback that had a full season as a starter had more than one game under 15 fantasy points, and this group only had one of them combined. That's insanely impressive. Now, all three of these quarterbacks averaged almost three fantasy points per game more than any other quarterback. The quarterback four last year was Joe Burrow. Uh, Josh Allen was almost three points ahead of Joe Burrow in fantasy points per game, and that is a near 11% gap. So you're looking at the difference between the bottom of this tier last year and any other quarterback, there was an 11% gap. Good luck drafting a running back or a wide receiver in round three or round four that's going to be an 11% gap over the next running back or wide receiver that's going to get drafted. I just think that the value these guys give you is insane. Now, let's start nitpicking how we had them ranked. So I have it as Allen, Mahomes, and Hurts. Now, I have it ranked that way because of where I believe their ceilings rank. I think Josh Allen has the highest ceiling in all of fantasy football from the quarterback position. We've seen him be quarterback one before. He does damage with his arm and with his legs. He is in one of the league's best passing offenses. I just think Josh Allen has everything pointing to him to be the top guy. If your rebuttal is, well, why do you have him as the top guy? He was third out of these guys last year. Well, he also hurt his wrist in week nine against the Vikings and wasn't exactly the same producer from until the end of the season. His production in the first half of the season was better than the second. So I do think you can kind of point to that as a reason why he didn't hit his ceiling last year, but there's no reason that he can't hit his ceiling this year. So I have Allen as my quarterback one. Mahomes is my quarterback two. He ended last season as quarterback one, and it's largely because of him playing all 17 games, whereas Allen and Hurts did not get to do that. But Mahomes is still, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. I I think he is the most skilled quarterback I have ever seen play football. He's still partnered up with Andy Reid, still partnered up with Travis Kelsey. And what I think is super important for the trajectory of Mahomes' career is that he proved last season that he can do it without Tyreek Hill. He can be the best quarterback in fantasy football without Tyreek Hill on the roster. Well, they don't have Tyreek Hill again this season. They're still trying to figure out how that receiving core is going to work out. Doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes is an elite fantasy football quarterback. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback three, and he actually finished as quarterback one in fantasy points per game last season. But I think that last season was kind of a ceiling outcome for Jalen Hurts. He had a lot of one-yard rushing touchdowns from that unstoppable Philadelphia quarterback sneak. And I kind of think he could be due for a little bit of regression in that regard. He also was not super effective as a passer against man coverage. However, the good news is when you're Jalen Hurts, you can just run when you see man coverage because ideally they're not going to put a man on you. And so... I kind of think he could be due for a little bit of regression in the rushing touchdown category. I think defenses could figure him out a little bit. And this offense is not as high volume of a passing offense as the Chiefs or the Bills. So I could see Hurts regressing just a little bit, but not so much that he falls out of this tier. He is still my quarterback number three. I love all these guys in fantasy football. Like I genuinely have them ranked back to back to back in my rankings. I don't have a problem taking any of them. I don't have a problem if you think Hurts should be quarterback one. I do have a problem if you think 
any of these guys should be in the next tier though. And I do have a problem if you think that these guys aren't worth a third or fourth round pick because they are. They're just three of the safest, best value picks you can get in your draft. And I think this year is a good year to go with a top option at the quarterback position. All right, so the second tier of quarterbacks is going to be one quarterback alone, and that is Joe Burrow. And it kind of represents where he finished last season. Joe Burrow finished almost three points per game behind Josh Allen, who was the quarterback three last year, but also 1.2 ahead of quarterback five, who was Justin Fields. Burrow had pretty much a gap all to himself where he was 11% behind Josh Allen and about 5% ahead of Justin Fields. Now, Burrow also spent six weeks in the weekly top five last season, the most of any quarterback who was not in the top tier, who was not in the top three quarterbacks. Now, I also think that it's important to look at the trajectory of Burrow's career. It is heading in the right direction. He was quarterback 10 in fantasy points per game in 2021, and he was quarterback four in fantasy points per game in 2022. Passing attempts and touchdowns went up from the 2021 season to the 2022 season. This Bengals offense is starting to lean on the passing game a little bit more. I think personally that they feel a little more comfortable in protecting Joe Burrow. They've made investments to improve this offensive line that was really not good in 2020 and 2021. So I do think that this offense is trending in the right direction. I think Joe Burrow is trending in the right direction. Uh, I have him as my quarterback four on a tier of his own for the 2023 season. Now quarterback three, quarterback tier three, I should say, is going to be three quarterbacks. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. I have them ranked in that order as quarterback, quarterback five, six, and seven, respectively. All three of these guys are in this tier because they have a legitimate, legitimate ceiling of quarterback one overall. And I do believe that. I think the path to it is less likely than Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and Burrow, but I can see it happening, right? Like, this is the last tier of guys where. If these three, if one of these three was to finish as quarterback one in fantasy and to win the MVP trophy at the end of the season, I wouldn't bat an eye. That wouldn't surprise me. I think all three of these guys have that in them. Now let's talk about why. Because at one point in their career, all three of these guys have been a top-tier fantasy quarterback. Last year, Justin Fields was quarterback three in fantasy points per game from week six until the end of last season. That is notable because the Bears pretty much had a mini buy from week five to week six where they played Washington on a Thursday night, and they pretty much redesigned their offense to use the legs of Justin Fields as an offensive weapon to allow him to run more, to increase his workload, to give him more reads and RPOs in the offense. And after that change, Fields was an elite fantasy quarterback. He was quarterback three. And so if you can be quarterback three for 11 weeks, it would not surprise me if you were to just kind of make that next little jump and be quarterback one over the course of the whole season. It's definitely within the realm of possibility. Now, Lamar Jackson, before he got hurt last season, was also an elite quarterback option at, or elite fantasy option at the quarterback position. I, I phrased that so poorly the first time. Lamar Jackson was an elite fantasy option at the quarterback position last season. There we go. Got it right. So Lamar was quarterback two from weeks one through six last season. He came out of the gates really well. And, you know, if Lamar 
is a former MVP winner. We've seen Lamar have a quarterback one season. Lamar also has a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin, who is promising to open up the offense a little bit more. So if this offense is going to be a little more spread oriented, a little more pass oriented, I do think that's only going to be a good thing for Jackson. And we know that he's going to continue to use his legs. We know that there's going to be designed runs for him with that as his biggest strength. So I think the fact that the offense is going to be a little more catered to Lamar Jackson scoring fantasy points, that's definitely going to be a good thing for Lamar. He's just got to be able to stay healthy. Now, Justin Herbert, a year ago, in 2021, was quarterback two in fantasy points per game, which is like not bad at all, right? Like, the, you know, if he's quarterback two in the 2021 season, then he could very well have another season like that and finish quarterback two in the 2023 season. Like, I totally believe that's in the realm of possibilities. So let's kind of go ahead and break down each guy a little bit more individually now. So for Justin Fields, here are a few stats that matter. No team in the NFL averaged less passing plays per game than the Chicago Bears in 2022, meaning the passing volume for Justin Fields can only go up. It can't go down. And Justin Fields, his rushing stats were super relevant last year. He ranked second among all quarterbacks in carries and rushing touchdowns, but first among all quarterbacks in yards. The fact that he scores a lot of fantasy points with his legs is going to be good for not only his floor as a fantasy player, but his ceiling as a fantasy option at the quarterback position. Now, Lamar Jackson, since his rookie season, Lamar Jackson has not finished outside the top eight quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. Even when he's been banged up, even when he's gone through rough patches, Lamar has still been a top eight quarterback when healthy. And so this year, if he can just stay healthy, then he, you know we can see another solid season out of Lamar Jackson. We mentioned this already. Ravens got a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, and he they also gave Lamar two new shiny weapons at the wide receiver position, Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. I have absolute faith that these receivers are going to help Lamar's fantasy ceiling, and so I definitely really like what that does for Lamar's fantasy outlook. Justin Herbert, last year, had a little bit of a dud year. He set career lows in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, yards per pass attempt, and passing touchdowns in the 2022 season. And I think you can attribute that a little bit to two things. One, the receiver room was not healthy. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen went through injuries. They were kind of rotating guys after those two went down. It was not exactly a great look. And also, I think Joe Lombardi was a very conservative offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert. Well, guess what? Both those problems ain't happening this year. Justin Herbert now has all his receivers healthy in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They also drafted Quentin Johnson out of TCU in the first round. The Chargers also have a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore, who, if you'll remember from his time in Dallas, likes to push the ball downfield. This is going to be more of a 11 personnel trips formations. Like This is going to be a more modern downfield NFL offense, and I think it can only help Justin Herbert. So that is why. Fields, Lamar, and Herbert are my third-tier quarterbacks. Again, I have them ranked in that order, Fields, or yes, Fields, Jackson, and Herbert, but I, I think you could nitpick it a little bit. They're all three very close in my overall rankings. The fourth tier of quarterback is going to be four guys that represent the last group of quarterbacks that I would be comfortable with drafting as my starter in a 10-team league. I do not believe that any of these four quarterbacks have quarterback one overall upside, and I'm seriously concerned about the floor for three of these four quarterbacks. I, all, really, all of the quarterbacks in this tier except Trevor Lawrence 
Spoiler alert, one of them is Trevor Lawrence. All the quarterbacks in this tier except Trevor Lawrence. I genuinely could be talked into them finishing outside the top 15 in the quarterback position. I, I think all three of them have serious concerns that could pop up for a dud season, but I do think that they're more likely than not, the median outcome, the average outcome is top 10 quarterback for these four guys. And so this tier is Trevor Lawrence is my quarterback eight, followed by Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Tua Tagovailoa. So let's go ahead and break it down in more detail. So Trevor Lawrence finished 2022 as quarterback 12 in fantasy points per game, which is not too shabby, but not exactly... You know, I've seen rankings that have him at quarterback six and quarterback seven right now. That's a little bit ambitious in my opinion. I definitely don't think he's on the level as Herbert or Lamar or Justin Fields. Now, Trevor Lawrence did rank seventh in the league in passing attempts last year. So the Jaguars was a high volume passing offense, but Lawrence wasn't super efficient. He was only 18th in yards per attempt. He did show a high ceiling though. He had five weeks inside the top five quarterbacks but he also showed a low floor with four weeks outside of the top 20 quarterbacks. So I think Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback who gives you a wide range of weekly outcomes, but the range of outcomes for his season is probably somewhere in between quarterback 12 and quarterback 7, give or take an injury to one of the top guys. So I do think that Trevor Lawrence is in a pretty good spot. He's my quarterback 8 for the 2023 season. Now, I am pretty concerned about some of these guys here at the bottom of this tier. So Deshaun Watson only averaged 15.1 fantasy points per game last season, which would have been good for quarterback 16 over a full season of games. He set career lows in every major category, not only just the volume ones because he only played six games, but like the efficiency ones as well, he set career lows. And he was just not as effective as a Brown as he was earlier in his career as a Houston Texan. And I mean, it makes sense, right? The dude was out of football for a year and a half. Of course, he's going to be rusty. If you're looking for positive signs, though, Deshaun did finish the season strong. He ended last season with back-to-back games over 19 fantasy points in week 17 and week 18, which definitely is an encouraging sign heading into the 2023 season. I do want to add a quick side note. Kyler Murray, if he is fully healthy for week one, would slot right here, right behind Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. However, I am leaving him unranked because I simply don't know what the situation is going to be with him and how many games he's going to play. But a healthy Kyler Murray, I would have ranked as quarterback 10. Dak Prescott is next up. He is my quarterback 10 overall, and he finished last season averaging 17.8 fantasy points per game. Good for quarterback 13 overall. Now, to me, this just doesn't seem like I can't make an argument that this season is a better situation for Dak Prescott than last season was. They got rid of Dalton Schultz, who is a very dependable target. They got rid of Ezekiel Elliott, which is not going to help their ground game. The offensive line is pretty much unchanged. The offensive coordinator, well, actually, the offensive line could be without Zach Martin if they don't get that solved before the season starts. So that definitely would be better. The new offensive coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer, who's much more conservative than Kellen Moore was. Mike McCarthy has been on record for saying that they want to run the ball more, which is not going to be good for Dak Prescott, especially considering he set career lows in the rushing metrics last season. If Dak's not going to be used as a runner and he's not going to have the same passing volume that he did last season, it's hard for me to talk myself into Dak being a true top five or top eight quarterback. But I do think that the raw talent of Dak Prescott combined with the prolific scoring of this Cowboys offense does keep him here as my quarterback 10. Tua Tagovailoa, probably in terms of a 
game by game basis, in my opinion, is a better fantasy prospect than Dak Prescott. He finished last season as quarterback nine in fantasy points per game. However, health is always the concern with Tua. He's never played more than 13 games as a season. Last year, some seriously scary injuries from Tua. And I think right now, if you were to guarantee me that Tua was going to play all 17 games, I'd have him ranked probably at the top of this tier. But I, I just... I can't really do that if I'm still kind of questioning his health. I know it's hard to predict injuries, but when injuries have been pretty much inevitable for Tua, it's kind of hard not to ignore them. So I just, I have a hard time to ranking him any higher than this. Tua did have a high ceiling though, and he was efficient with his pass attempts. Tua had four weekly top four finishes in 13 games last season, and he also ranked first in the league in yards per pass attempt. So Tua is a very prolific passer. The only question mark is if he can play all 17 games. All right, so now let's go ahead and talk about my fifth tier of quarterbacks. So these guys represent high-end backups in a standard 10-team league. If you get super desperate, I think you could draft one of them to be your starter. And I think these three guys, this is the only tier where they're all here for different reasons. Um, There are three of them in this tier. Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Anthony Richardson as my quarterbacks 12, 13, and 14, respectively. Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins represent quarterbacks with high floors, whereas Anthony Richardson represents one with a high ceiling. Daniel Jones very quietly finished his quarterback 10 in fantasy points per game last season. He's entering his second year under new head coach Brian Dable, who is the guy that we saw lead Josh Allen to be quarterback one for uh, the year 2020 in Buffalo. And Daniel Jones also used his feet well last season. He ranked top five among quarterbacks in every major rushing stat last year. So with Daniel Jones, you've got a great offensive scheme. You've got improved weapons around him with a great coach and a guy who uses his legs. I think he's sneaky, has a very high floor in fantasy. However, he still is Daniel Jones. So it's hard for me to go super crazy and rank him any higher, but I think quarterback 12 is about the right spot for him. Kirk Cousins finished last year's quarterback 11 in fantasy points per game, and a big reason why is because of the insane passing volume of the Vikings offense. I mentioned this in my Minnesota Vikings preview. Check that out if you have not already, but this Vikings offense just throws the ball over the yard. They're in all kinds of high-scoring games, and I think that's going to be even more the case this year with their defense regressing and getting rid of Dalvin Cook. So I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a lot of passing volume to a lot of good receivers, and he's going to be pretty successful through the air doing so. Anthony Richardson is a guy that is very hard to kind of predict and project. He was very inconsistent with his accuracy and his production in the passing game at Florida. In fact, he profiled best as a deep ball passer. That was kind of where he rated out the best according to all the advanced metrics. And he's insanely athletic, right? Like he's built like a Cam Newton or a Josh Allen. Like that's just kind of the type of quarterback he is. Now, what he does have going for him, is he has former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as his new head coach. This is a quarterback that, or this is a coach that knows how to utilize mobile quarterbacks and knows how to get the most out of mobile quarterbacks. So I do think that's a plus going for Anthony Richardson. And I think a plus that also goes for him is the history for rookie quarterbacks. Cam Newton, who's kind of built in the same mold as Anthony Richardson, finished his quarterback three as a rookie. Josh Allen again, kind of built in the same mold, finishes quarterback 17 in fantasy points per game as a rookie. So I kind of think that there's a little bit of hope for Anthony Richardson, a little bit of upside because of the legs and because we've seen quarterbacks that are kind of built like him have success before as rookies. 
All right, so my tier six of quarterback has five guys in it. And tier six is going to be the tier where if I'm playing in a 10-team league, this tier is kind of my preferred backup. I normally like to draft for upside, and I kind of think that all five of these guys do have a little bit of upside. I could genuinely see a scenario where all five of these guys end the season as a top five quarterback. Is it a likely outcome? No, but do I think it's a possibility? Yeah, absolutely. And if I'm in a deeper league, maybe a 14-teamer or a 16-teamer, I don't mind drafting one of these guys to be my starter. I think there is some value to be had here, and I don't think there's that big of a gap from my tier five to my tier six. So my tier six is Aaron Rodgers, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Jared Goff, which is a pretty deep tier. So let's go ahead and break it down. So Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet, if you have not heard the news already, and he's reunited with his old offense quarter, Nathaniel Hackett, who he had a lot of success with in 2019, 20, and 21. Now the Jets offense last year, when the quarterback was not Zach Wilson, we're pretty good. The quarterbacks not named Zach Wilson last year averaged over 15 fantasy points in their starts for the New York Jets, and I think that is definitely, definitely attainable for Aaron Rodgers now that he's got his old OC, he's got good weapons, and he's not Zach Wilson. So I do think this is setting up pretty well for A-Rod this year in New York. Geno Smith was last year's quarterback five overall and quarterback eight in fantasy points per game. But I think last year, as great as he was, I'm not taking anything away from Geno, as great as it was, he's due for some regression this year. I, I just don't see a scenario where he is every bit as good of the fantasy football producer that he was last year. I just think there's got to be a little bit of a come down to earth. Last year, you know, kind of the numbers bear out that, I don't want to use the word fluky, but it definitely was a season that, could have been worse than it was. Uh, he ranked 16th in expected fantasy points per game. So when you look at where his targets were on the field and how many touchdowns he was able to throw for, you know he's definitely due for some regression. So Gino does fall to my quarterback 16. Russell Wilson somehow finished his quarterback 16 last season. As bad as he was, as much as he got made fun of, as much as people did the Broncos country, less ride. You know, just kind of like to make fun of him. It wasn't that bad of a season. Like quarterback 16 is not terrible. It's not great. It's not terrible though. But the big thing for Russell Wilson is he gets a huge upgrade in coaching. He now plays for Sean Payton, who, if you did not know, had a top eight fantasy quarterback in fantasy points per game every season from 2006 to 2019. Now that quarterback was Drew Brees, but the question is how much of that was Drew Brees? How much of that was the Sean Payton offense? So I do think that does bode well for Russell Wilson, if at least a little bit of that was, you know, can be contributed to Sean Payton. Matthew Stafford is back healthy this season and could return to his form that he was in 2021 when the Rams won the Super Bowl, where he was quarterback 11 in fantasy points per game. It's in the realm of possibilities. People seem to be out on this Rams offense, but I kind of think that I would kind of go the other way. I'm back in on Stafford and Cup just because I think this offense is going to be throwing it all over the yard, and I think that there is fantasy points to be had when that is what they're calling. Jared Goff, is another guy that had a deceptively good year last year. He was quarterback 10 overall and quarterback 14 in fantasy points per game in Detroit. And my Lions preview episode actually came out tonight, but I, I'm, you know, it seems like I'm low on my rankings in Jared Goff because he ends up as my quarterback 19. But I would genuinely say there's not big of a gap between anybody in this tier. I think they're all about the same. I kind of like all of them, even though it goes all the way down to quarterback 19. I think there's definitely pros and cons with all of them. And I'm not going to be angry at myself if I end up ending a draft with one of these guys as my backup quarterback. 
Now, tier seven, I'm referring to as the, um, if you've ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, which is about 30 years old at this point, there, there's a quote where um, Jim Carrey's character, he, you know, he's kind of trying to get a date with this girl and he, he's saying, you know, so you're saying there's a chance is the line. And this is the, so you're saying there's a chance group of quarterbacks. Um, I think there's a chance that all these quarterbacks could end up finishing in the top 10. Is it likely? Not really. It is, you know, are there better options out there? Yeah, I just laid out 19 of them. But these are guys that are draftable, but I'm probably not rushing in a 10-team league to make one of these guys my backup. I am probably willing to let these guys sit on the waiver wire in a standard 10-team league and see if I can get a midseason if they do happen to pop. Now, the first of which, there are six quarterbacks in this group. I'm sorry, seven quarterbacks in this group. Kenny Pickett, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Derek Carr, Sam Howell, and Ryan Tannehill. Those are my quarterbacks 19 through 25. I'm sorry, 20 through 26, my bad. Kenny Pickett is my quarterback 20, and he scored not a whole lot of fantasy points last year. He only scored more than 16 fantasy points in a game one time last season and never had a weekly finish better than 12th. Last year, he just didn't really show a whole lot of upside. Taking Kenny Pickett would require you to be a big believer in the development of a quarterback from his rookie season to his sophomore year. Is there statistical evidence to say that he's going to be better this year? Yes. However, can he get significantly better enough to make him a top 10 fantasy quarterback? Probably not. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, I think are super intriguing as prospects, super intriguing as dynasty players uh, or keeper players. But this year, I, I just... I don't know. I just, I'm not really seeing a whole lot of fantasy value in them. Um, I do think they're two of the best quarterbacks to enter this league since at least 2020 when you had that Burrow, Herbert, and Tua class. Uh, I think they were outstanding in college. I think they're going to be good pro quarterbacks. And I think their offenses this year are going to allow them to showcase their skill set and throw the football. But it, it's really hard to bet on a rookie quarterback, especially one that's going to be on a bad team. So I'm kind of just, I've got them right here at 21 and 22, just not really super interested in this year. Jordan Love is my quarterback 23, and I mean, small sample size, but he hasn't looked terrible. He had 13 fantasy points in his one NFL start. However, Aaron Rodgers last year was quarterback 21 in fantasy points per game, so it would be hard for me to sit here and say that Jordan Rodgers or Jordan Love is going to be better than Aaron Rodgers when he wasn't good enough to beat out Aaron Rodgers last season, so I just don't really think you can rank Jordan Love any higher than that for that reason. Derek Carr is coming up next as my quarterback 24, and he's just been the definition of mediocrity at the quarterback position. He's averaged over 15 fantasy points per game in each of the last four seasons, but at the same time, he also hasn't finished in the top 15 quarterbacks since 2016. Just not that super interested. I don't think he has that high of a ceiling. Sam Howell, however, my quarterback 25, I do think has a significantly higher ceiling than, than Derek Carr and probably even Jordan Love. Sam Howell only started one game in his NFL career, and that was in week 18 against Dallas last season. And Sam Howell scored 19.3 fantasy points in that game. It was pretty good. It's good for top 10 performance among quarterbacks that week. And I really like Sam Howell as a prospect when he was at USC or UNC. I think that he kind of got screwed over by a lot of his best receivers graduated before he was eligible for the draft. And so his last year, he was kind of out there running around behind a not great offensive line without great weapons, kind of doing it on his own. And I definitely don't think that that helped his draft stock. And so I kind of think that he might be a diamond in the rough or a hidden gem this season. He's a guy that I'm very intrigued with in best ball leagues and dynasty leagues, but probably in leaving on the waivers in my standard 10 team leagues. Ryan Tannehill. 
as John Green used to pronounce it. Is my quarterback 26? He was recently quarterback 14 in fantasy points per game in 2021 and quarterback 9 in fantasy points per game in 2020. Can he get back to that form? I don't know. I kind of think he's a little bit washed, but getting DeAndre Hopkins in that offense definitely helps. And so I definitely think he's worth keeping an eye on this year in fantasy. I really think... We, if you're nitpicking rankings, I think all seven of these guys are pretty close to my overall ranks. Again, I've said that about a few tiers, but I'm probably not really super eager to draft any of these guys in a 10-team league. All right, that does it for the quarterback position preview. If you like what you saw, please hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified of new episodes drop. Like the rest of my all 32 NFL team previews. Like the rest of my positional breakdowns that are coming up here in the next two weeks. Hit the like button as well. It helps the video get noticed. really helps me out a lot. I really do appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast on audio form, please rate and review. Again, it really helps me out. I used to think that content creators were just kind of like begging when they used to ask, but like, no, it really does help me out a lot. And, and you guys are the best. I really do appreciate it when you guys do that. Now, if you want to give Best Ball Fancy a shot, I recommend doing so on Underdog. Um, use my promo code mconley88 to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Link is in the YouTube description. And all of my ranks and all of my draft guide, all the information that you see here are available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks, much cheaper than investing in a fantasy football magazine or another premium fantasy football site. It's draft season. You can go ahead and get access to those and use them for your fantasy drafts. And I guarantee it'll help you out a lot. Well, Maybe not guaranteed, but I, I do think it will help you out a lot. All right, that does it for the end of the episode, guys. Thank you guys for watching or listening to this point. We will be back to do running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Thank you guys for sticking around, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.